I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley Yard, dancing away to the theme tune, is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, all right. Thank you. Yeah, you dancing actually reminded me that I'd left the monitor on. So well done you. Well done you. Yeah, have, have you had a nice week? It's been all right. Yeah, yeah uh, so far. Yeah, excellent. Any yeah. appeals that you've had that have been successful or unsuccessful? No. No. All right. No. Well, there's still time. Uh, joining the pair of us here in the studio... Mr. Nathan Miller, how you doing, Nathan? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, how's your week been? Is it? Well, it was alright until um, obviously seeing Lee's presser, but yeah, well, I thought it was good. Has he, he let you down? Is he in some way? Oh, gee, he just doesn't look very happy, does he? He never does. He never <laughs> oh, does. that's a valid point. That yeah, very don't, valid point. don't make Lee Bowyer's happiness the barometer of your happiness. Otherwise, you will never be happy. That's a <laughs> my life motto. <laughs> Philosopher said that, that didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're reading these. Uh, On tonight's chart on live. um, On tonight's (laughs) chart on live, uh, we are going to discuss the latest transfer rumours. Of course, linking uh, Carlin Grant with a move away linked with Premier League Huddersfield Town. We're going to hear what Lee Boyer has to say about that. We're also going to hear about a couple of potential incomings. Um, Well, only only one of them will come in eventually, but we're going to find out a couple of those options are. Uh, Then we're going to discuss the fact that Lyle Taylor has had his appeal uh, for the red card from last week turned down. So we're going to hear what Lee Bay had to say about that. Weren't happy. Not too happy about that one. Um, We're also going to hear from Josh Cullen after last week's game uh, against Accrington. Then, of course, we're going to start gearing up for the trip to London Road, a massive game against Peterborough United. And I'm not just saying that because of the sheer density and mass of of their manager. (laughs) Uh, A a big game uh, up at London Road for the Addicts. We're going to hear from uh, Jared Farmer uh, from the Yellow Block podcast. And then, of course, we're going to hear from Lee Bayer again, who provides us with the latest injury news and updates. But first things first, as we know... uh, Carlin Grant, last week we were talking about him being linked with a move to Rangers. This week he's been heavily linked uh, online uh, with a move to Huddersfield Town. And uh, Charlton boss Lee Bayer was asked whether there is a chance that that could end up going through. There's a possibility. Um, I'm a realist. And I have to be honest, uh, of course there's a possibility. He's a good player. He's a young player who's scoring goals. And like I said last week, he's... He's brought attention to himself, and rightly so. He's done well, and he's improved a lot in a short space of time. So, yeah, of course, there's going to be clubs looking at him. Um, but do I think he go? I don't know. I hope he doesn't, because he would be a big loss. We wouldn't be able to replace him. Not what he brings to us. So, uh, I hope he doesn't go. Um, I've said that to him on more than one occasion. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he's still here on February the first. You face the prospect of being without Lyle Taylor, your top goal scorer, yeah. and Carl and Grant. Should he move? Uh, that must give you uh, sleepless nights. 
Yeah, but then this, these things happen. With Lowe, it's unfortunate. That obviously, the timing regarding the window and, and people interested in, in Carlin, yeah, it would hurt us, yeah. I can't deny it. We had two strikers that have got nearly 30 goals between us, between them. Might not be playing for the next few games. and But then it'd be down to us to try and bring in bodies and and to try and replace Carlin if he was to go. But I'm confident that, that he'll stay. Like, I, I believe that. There's no reason for him to, to leave now, straight away. It, why not go and score another 14, 15 goals between now and the end of the season and see what type of move you can get then? That's what I'd look at it. I'd always think, well, can I get better? But if his head is turned... Which is, would be understandably from from where I'm sitting. It's a Premiership club that's interested in him. Of course, everybody wants to play at the highest level, and uh, but I'm I'm hopeful that, that he doesn't go. Are you under any pressure from the owner to sell him? No, no. Um, he knows the situation. He realises that we've got a good chance of getting promotion. Probably the best chance in years. So uh, he realises that. So there's there's no pressure from him. Obviously, it would be his decision at the end of the day. And, and I can only give my opinion if he asks for it. Um, but at the moment, there's I've not had a conversation regarding Carlin. So uh, yeah, no, that's it. So there we go, Lee Bowyer. Uh, on the latest that Carlin Grant has been linked with a move away to Huddersfield Town. Um, interesting stuff. I mean, for all that Boya says, at the end of the day, it's not really up to him, is it, Tom? No, that's the thing. And as Nafe said, he sounds he sounds almost like he's resigned to him going. Um, up until today, I didn't I didn't think there was much in it. Obviously, a young player like that who's in form is going to have rumours about him. And we spoke about it briefly last week when with the Rangers connection. And I said, I don't really understand why you go there. And we were just talking off air and Huddersfield's kind of the same. There's a good chance they're going to be relegated. So there's a, if he was to go there, there's a good chance we'd be in their league next year. So it, it seems like a strange one. But at the same time, if that, that carrot of Premier League football or a big contract or a big money move is there, then you'd understand for a young player why their head might be turned. I echo a lot of what people have said on Twitter today and, and what Lee himself said, which is why not stay here and get yourself another 10 goals between now and the end of the season and prove you can do it over a whole year. And then you've you've either earned yourself a new contract here, which he's obviously been offered, or you've earned yourself a move away in the summer when someone's going to get you without having to pay anyway. So it seems like a strange one for me. But as I say, you know, this last week of January, you're always a bit nervous about players like that going and and if his head's been turned, I don't think there's a lot Boya can do about it, as you just said. From Carlin's point of view, Naif, I mean, do you think he'll see this as a move that, that could be a good one? I mean, Tom sort of listed through the reasons why it might not be, if you're willing to wait until slightly later on in your career, maybe even if it is the end of this season when you'll be a free agent anyway, um, or do you think he will jump at this you know, first chance to get away and, and, and sign a big money contract? When You, you never know, he might break his leg next week and that, that'll be the end of his career exactly I think if um, yeah if he if he does let it run down and he goes in the summer I don't think he'll go to a premiership club but if he goes in this window 
Um, like Tom said, it's very likely that Huddersfield will go down, but then he's going to have exposure of half a season in the Premier League. And like you say, it's a massive jump up. Um, it's difficult because, you know, with my Charlton head on, I'd say stay here, get, a, you know, get um, get some more goals and then assess the situation of someone which, no offence to Huddersfield, he could, if he's done, it does even better, he could probably attract someone better than Huddersfield. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, what, four or five months in the Premier League, worst case scenario, championship. We're not exactly 15 points clear at the top of the league, are we? But, I can understand why he would if if he does go, but I'd be obviously as gutted as everyone if he did. Now, of course, we, we we're looking at it there from Carlin's point of view, from Charlton's point of view. Um, I mean, that would be desperately disappointing if he if he leaves the squad because as fans, we want a team that's going to play well and continue to play well, and he's played so well this season. Now, from Roland's point of view, how does he see it? Now, we know he's trying to sell the club. According to him, it could happen any day. Although it seems quite unlikely if we're being honest. Um, if we're in the championship, at least the rumoured asking price might be a bit more realistic. So therefore, you'd assume you'd be better off praying that we do get to the championship and therefore his asking price might become a bit more realistic. Now, does he operate with that logic in his head or does he suddenly think, oh, I could have £2 million here? What, what does he think? Because no one really knows. Yeah, the problem is, look, firstly, I don't think anyone does know, but to have the business career or the success he's had previously you would think he's got to have that logic and that long-term strategic vision to know his books and know how the balance sheet works and all of that so to that mind if that was how he was working as you say you would think well this is an asset that's going to get make the company worth be worth more I want it to be worth more so I can sell it for that valuation so therefore I'm going to wait but we've seen with with other players that that's not how he works, and actually he sees the sniff of that money, and he just goes in and gets it. And look, I don't know how we heard rumours about how much he's worth. I don't know an exact figure, but I'm sure two million. It doesn't. It's not a lot of money for him, and so I don't really see that's what paying off two months worth <laughs> of debt or losses that we're making at the moment. It's nothing really. If the sales dragged out for another four months, it, it's only half of that. So. It, it seems strange to me to think that his head would be turned by that two million if that's what the price is. But with uh, history has told us that that seems to be what he does with us. Yeah, history, especially in January, you look at the yeah, last few years. Exactly. The likes of Lookman have gone in January. Holmes has gone in January. I'm sure there's others as well. So it, there, there is the worry that that um, history is going to repeat itself, Nave. I mean, and if it does, I mean, especially with Taylor out for the next few games as well, and it leaves us so light up top if, if he does go. So that's why you hope that he, he genuinely does use a little bit of actual logic. Um, yeah, but I think it all hops back to the point that he don't offer people contracts. So you let it run down, you're going to be in this situation. So um, uh, I'm just still, I'm just a bit angry about it, really, because obviously Carlin's not the only one, but how you leave someone... Who's so crucial? Like you say, we've got what thirty goals between them. It's not like if you're going to go out and get someone like for like, you're going to have to spend money. We said about this last week. You're not going to be able to get someone else on loan from a lower league team. It doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, and that's the thing that's really um, annoying me, to be politely. <laughs> but um, yeah, listen, it is in the famous words of Bose, it is what it is, and we've just got to get on with it and hope that he stays. Um, in terms of Roland. Who knows? I mean, t- t- if you look at it, try and like Tom said, if you try and look at it logically, two million cash in the short term or the opportunity cost of losing that, the X amount that you get from going up, you would think that, he said, right, I'll tell you what, give it to the summer and then whatever. 
But mm. you, who knows? You'd like you say, everyone, everyone's gone before, so it wouldn't surprise me if Cash is in. Cliff Scales tweeted in saying, Evening, gents. I don't think Carlin has anything to gain by going to Huddersfield. They will probably be in the Championship next season. There's a good chance we will be uh, as well. He's guaranteed first-team football here, and he won't be there. Uh, look at Ricky Holmes last season. I mean, obviously, what happened with Ricky, I mean, it's slightly different for Ricky in, in so much as he was coming towards the end of his career. Mm. Um, and this was his real chance to get into the championship. But, it, you know, it was a gamble that never really paid off in terms of playing time. I'm sure it paid off in terms of contract and stuff and playing for a big club and playing, you know, with a manager who you like playing with for Ricky. But, you know, <laughs> that's why you're hoping it might be a slightly different story for Carland. Because don't forget, a lot of this will come down to how the player feels as well. Because if you've got a player all of a sudden, that, as, as Boya says, you know, if his head gets turned, and it does happen, I mean... You know, I think when I was younger, I'd, I used to be fuming at players leaving, but now you sort of just get to the stage where, well, you know, it's, it, football's a business, and and that's what can happen. And mm. you know, we'd we'd happily drop Carlin Grant if if if, if Carlin Grant never improved from where he was three years ago, and he comes to the end of his um, contract with us, there's no way we'd have renewed it. We would have just dropped him. So why should he show any loyalty to us? Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think he. You read any footballer's kind of biography or you listen to them talk about their career and how hard they have to work to make a success of their career. And you realise the hours that they have to put in. And and he's clearly done that, particularly over the last few years, to get himself into a position where this sort of offer could even come in. You mentioned earlier about the injury as well, and that's something I referenced last week, that obviously a career is short. uh, And whilst he is well paid, I'm sure, in terms of of an average job, if you like, with us... um, I'm sure people like Huddersfield are able to offer him more money. Um, it is a short career. He may well have a family to think about. So you take all that into account and you you understand why people's heads do get turned. I think with Huddersfield as well, um, the the new manager obviously coming from a, a club where Jaden Sancho has broken through and from Germany where they're looking at young English players, a club that hasn't scored many goals. So I don't know. Uh, you would think he would certainly be involved. Whether he'd be starting for them week in, week out, I'm not sure you would think he's going to get opportunities again, unlike Ricky did so much at Sheffield. But I don't know. We're all Charlton fans, aren't we? So we see it completely differently to how the player does. They see it as a job. We see it as a a passion and a lifestyle choice. So for us, it's a very different decision if we were in Carlin's shoes. But for him, if it makes sense to him and he really thinks he can do it, then he's going to want to go and prove himself at a higher level. I, I hope that's not the case. And I hope he gives us the chance to get him there via the championship next year. But, if that's not the case, then then so be it. London in at Giza tweets, and just as Holmes wasn't good enough for the Championship, Grant is no way good enough for the Premiership. Not yet, anyway. He may never be. He'd be mad to go to Huddersfield. But that's that's never the way that a footballer would think, no. I guess, would be the thing. Now. If you, a, they'd back themselves to go up there and prove it. And B, they might think, well, if you're saying I'm never going to be good enough, well, I've been given the chance now to go and prove it. So this is my one chance to go and prove that. Yeah, and I don't think you could... Um begrudge Carlin if he did you know let's say he does go and gets a couple of games he's testing himself at a high level and I think I think the reason why I think it might be a bit sore is because I think it's one of the seasons we've not had in a while where we've actually quite optimistic and think we've got a chance of doing something the last time we was in this position was when Powell was here and we was top and flying and we sort of knew that no one was you know Bradley or Yan weren't going to leave you know and I just think the way the club is now it's like you're expecting it to happen, even though, and you just feel powerless that you know it's going to happen. It's just a bit gutting, but like, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom's right. It's a short career. I wouldn't begrudge any player as much as I'd love him to stay. Just the same as Lookman and you know Gomez and Konza. 
You know, it's a short career. Like you say, he could break his leg any minute. So I wouldn't begrudge him it, but of course I want him to stay. Mm. Right. Um, it's not only outgoings. I mean, obviously we've already lost Nicky Jose, which puts us in a slightly difficult situation <laughs> in terms of strikers already. Um, uh, so we, on paper, the two players we're linked with are to replace a Jose on paper. So we've been linked with a, a, a couple of names, Richard uh, Corley uh, got them, got both of the names, Paul Smythe or Smith from uh, QPR, uh, Mo Isa from Bristol City. Uh I'll just play this actually quickly. Bowie was asked about Paul Smith or Smythe uh, from uh, from QPR. Uh, the Addicts boss has confirmed that A is one option that he'll be looking at. He's one of the lads that we're, that's on our list. Like I said, we have to pick the right person and he's not the only name, but he's someone that we like. Um, he's got experience in the championship and, and he's a good player, but at the moment he's a QPR player that, and, and, and we like him but we, we like a few players, so we're just picking the right one. So there we go. Um, didn't have much to say on him, but he says he, he confirmed that he's one of the players we're interested in. And uh, this evening, uh, Rich has also mentioned Mo Iza from uh, Bristol City in the South London Press. Um, so Iza is a 24-year-old striker. Sudanese um, started off at Greenwich Borough, went to Cheltenham where he scored 25 goals in 50 matches for the Robins, got nine assists as well. Then he moved to Bristol City for reported 1.5 million this summer, but has only played 22 minutes of championship football since then. So a player who's scored goals at League Two level um, and obviously would like to, and, and National League level by the sounds of it, and would probably feel like they've had something to prove. Paul Smythe, or Smith, <laughs> which we'll find out hopefully if we sign him, um, is a uh, 21-year-old uh, QPI. He's only made three sort of appearances uh, in the championship this season, uh, no, none of them a full game. He came off the bench a couple of times, and I think he started the game and came off at half time once. So, also with something to prove, but has yet to really score the goals in English football. So, two options there. Um, I mean, clearly we need someone at the very least to come in and replace um, Nikia Jose because we we are looking light up top. I mean, it, it's going to be probably Rico Hackett Fairchild who's fairly untested for us on on Saturday. Yeah, I think. Um... We are very light up there. I think Mo Isa would probably fit more into the mould of a, a sort of a, a backup like Taylor. So I mean, he's quite big um, and small. Paul Smith, Smythe, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> I think he can play on the wing as well. So he's <clears throat> probably for like Carlin. But yeah, if <laughs> well, imagine if imagine if Carlin goes before Saturday, <laughs> we'll have before sort of Crown and Rico up front. But um, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? But. We 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 yeah we desperately need bodies and I, but at the same time I also agree with when Bo says we can't just bring someone in for the sake of bringing someone in I definitely think when they need to be able to fit into mm-hmm. Bo's style of play got to be the right character because listen we're not mid table we we want we want some ambitious people to come in and help us try and hit that top two. Um, and they're not going to be easy to find. Quite like the sound of this Mo Isa, just looking at his goal record, which is the, obviously mm-hmm. the best way to judge a striker, is go on Wikipedia and see how many goals they've scored, and then you can decide if you love him or hate him. Um, but, you know, someone with something to prove might be a good foil, really, for the two, especially when Taylor's going to be out for the next couple of games. But someone, someone who's when they're going to get their chance off the bench per chance if uh, you know if the front two are still here and firing in all cylinders they're going to be desperate to prove themselves and someone who's got goals in them as well yeah and and as you both said we just need options because Jose's gone Igor's obviously not fit yet um Rico's unproven uh, and even if we do start to play him even if he starts scoring goals he's one of them players we need to manage more carefully so um yeah I, I'd like to see to see either of them come in Smythe or Smith I know slightly less about but I think 
you know, we, we just need a body in there. Um, someone who's got a little bit of experience, someone, as you say, who's proven at this level. Um, and if Carlin goes, then obviously it needs to be someone who's ready to come straight in. So um, you'd hope they've maybe played a little bit more in the first part of the season and were a bit more match fit because um, they might have to hit the ground running. But as you say, if, if those front two are still here, then it's a case of they need to be able to change games off the bench. Like we've seen some of the players, Reeves obviously at the weekend come on, made a big difference. We've, we've got players like that in the midfield now. We need players like that up front. And, and at the moment, I don't think I don't think even with a Jose, we really ever had that. So we need someone to do that. And, and maybe one of those two will be the one. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we'll come back, we will discuss uh, Lyle Taylor's unsuccessful appeal of his red card from last weekend. I want to elevate. Will be taken by Josh Cullen. Cullen swings it in towards the six-yard box. It'll flip. Oh, it's a rebo off the ball. The rebo gets Yes. Joe Rebo pokes it home for the addicts. The corner from Josh Cullen was initially won by Rebo. Off the bar, deflected back to the central midfielder who taps it in to make it Charlton one. Doncaster nil. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live, the big match preview here on Maritime Radio or via the podcast uh, afterwards. Now, last Saturday uh, was an entertaining 1-0 victory over Accrington Stanley, entertaining for arguably the wrong reasons, because there was massive brawls and stuff, which is, oh, I love that sort of stuff, if we're being honest. Uh, now, Lyle Taylor, uh, Lee Bayer did say he was going to appeal uh, the red card that Lyle Taylor received. Uh, that appeal uh, was turned down, unfortunately, and as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, Lee Bayer wasn't too pleased uh, with the way that that turned out, yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a joke, really. I can't see what Lowell's done wrong. Someone's leaning on him and he's pushed him off him. Yeah, he's used his foot, but that was the only part of the body he could use. The fella's leaning all his body weight on him. The uh, if he could have used his arms, he would have just moved him away with his arms, but he couldn't reach. So he's done that and he's got a free game ban. It's never been violent conduct. Um, I don't know why the FA bring in um, these independent people that has never been in that situation in their lives. So what, why are they doing that? Again, we're getting punished. All, all this stuff that's gone on this season, it just seems one thing after another. We've had 
I think, three letters back from the FA, from the officials apologising that they should have sent players off during games, two that we'd lost for refereeing decisions and apologising. Sick and tired of getting letters sent from them apologising because they're making mistakes. Yet again, this is another mistake. And then their player, which is nothing to do with me, and I never want to see anybody get punished, but their player's got a four-game ban when he's scraped his studs down Lowell's head. One game more than what Lowell done. Like, tell me the sense in that. And I'm not saying that because I want their player to get more more of a punishment because it ain't that. But I'm just looking at the bigger picture as in like, how, how can you say that that's a one game more than what Lowell's done? Because the whole system, I think, is wrong. So that's just my opinion. It's wrong. And, and these people that are making these big decisions are costing us. But we ain't, we ain't getting the rubber to green and it ain't fair at the moment for sure. Lee Bowyer there talking about the fact that Lyle Taylor's uh, red card has been upheld after the Accrington game. He's set for a free game ban now. He's also talking about Sam Finley, the player who came in and stamped on uh, Taylor's head. Now that he was actually given a five-game ban now. Bowyer was talking before that was confirmed. So it's not a four-game ban, it's a five-game ban that he's been given. So, um, yeah, Bowyer not happy about that. We've all seen, we've all been studiously mm-hmm. having a look at the footage. Um, Ollie Groom, uh, after the appeal was turned down, was, was quite vocal in saying, oh, we, we're going to show this footage tomorrow, show that it, it should have been overturned. Now, I sit down and watch the footage. I, remember, I said on Sunday's show, like, I'm sure I can see Taylor's foot going towards the goalkeeper in very, in very shaky footage from the TV, which was very hard mm. to tell. Um, now, once you've actually seen it, I mean, you can see what happens. The goal is ruled out the... The, the goalkeeper sort of falls on top of Taylor. Taylor goes down. As he's on the floor, there's a, obviously a movement of the leg towards the goalkeeper, uh, which then starts to brawl. Now, let, let's go around the table then, Tom, starting with you. Is that is that a red card and sh- or should it have been overturned? I don't I don't think it should have been overturned. Uh, I'm, I'm torn between whether it was a, a red or a yellow, really. Um, at the time and talking to people after the game, I said the linesman must have seen him kick out and I didn't see him kick out live, but I'm sure that must be what he's seen to, to call it. Obviously I've seen the footage back and part of Bowyer is right. Like it's not a kick. He kind of, his boot is already in contact with the player when he pushes, but the, for me, the action is still the same. I don't know enough about the law or why they've come to the decision, but the action's still the same. Whether you could argue it was self-defense because he had all these players around him. I don't know. Um, but that action the way it looks, I, I think there's an argument that the ban should be in place. Um, their keeper was different. I didn't see that their keeper did anything wrong. I think the player, Finley, that's been banned is right because he should have been because he was involved. The only one for me that's missing now is Sykes, who, to me, from the same footage that shows uh, Lyle, looks like he comes in and swings a boot at him twice. And that's what I've seen. If that is the case, then he needs to be banned. But... The Lyle one split opinion and I completely understand why. For me, I think it's, it's probably the right call, but um, I completely appreciate the argument the other way as well. It's a tough one now because obviously we're all looking at it with our Charlton heads on. Um, so I, I showed it to a couple of guys at work today as well and they both straight away went, yeah, it's a red card. Mm. Um, my initial reaction was uh, he's had a little dig. It's more of a prod than a kick. Uh, the argument that studs are involved is one thing. If if he hadn't be, if it hadn't been seen on the pitch by the linesman, 
and there wasn't a red card originally. And then for whatever reason, they were reviewing the footage afterwards like they have done with the other incidents. I, I don't think he would have got the free game ban because I think they say it's a bit soft. And But because it has been seen as a kick or a prod or whatever, and on the FA website is, is described as kicking, um, I don't think there's enough in there to overturn it once it's been given for kicking. There's no, you, can, you can't sit there and argue he didn't move his leg towards him. You can argue he's trying to get him off, but that that's what happened. Nath, your view? Yeah, no, I'm, I think I, I agree with, with, um, with Tom. I think even though yeah there was movement in the leg, but if you slap someone and you don't have to punch someone to get sent off, you you know even if you just slap them on the head, you're still raising your hands, aren't you? But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm gutted and I wish it could have got overturned, but as soon we we sort of knew it was never gonna never gonna materialise. It's probably significant that Lowell came out and apologised yeah. for his actions as well, so he's taking some of the blame. I mean, mm. like it's one of those ones where if you don't if you don't do that, if you just lie there prone and get kicking, then obviously you don't have a red card, which is sort of why he's sort of why it seems ridiculous that he has mm. to apologise, considering what then happened afterwards yeah. as well. I mean, you mentioned uh, we mentioned Sam Finley who's got done for the for, for five games, but I mean that that was an awful bit of behaviour from him. Um, the uh, the Sykes, the one who does seem to lay a couple of kicks, hasn't got a, a personal uh, uh, conviction or ban or whatever it is, which seems a little bit strange. Accrington did additionally have, uh, as a club, be charged with failing to control their players, which is obviously when you see that, when the, the way they surrounded the linesman after the penalty was given. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the actions of that of uh, those players was just bizarre, which was really, really nasty to, to see as well. Um, Cliff Scale says, Lyle's uh, leg does move towards the keeper, but I don't think it's violent conduct. So three games is harsh, maybe a one-game ban, but not free. How Sykes has got away with it is unbelievable. Yeah, that's the only question is I don't know how they'd give it as anything other than violent conduct, though, because it's not serious foul play because he's not trying to tackle the ball. So it is the very lowest end of violent conduct. And that's why I don't think they can overturn it, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's just because there there is a kick there and it's soft and it's a prod. And if, like I say, if it was the other other way around and they hadn't seen it, I don't think they would have given him the ban because it is so soft. I think they probably were not quite enough in that. But because it's happened, that that's why they've given it. Yeah, I'd, uh, imagine if they overturned two decisions from a game. Uh, I, I think it, they'd, they'd undermine the ref as nah, well. No, no, I don't think they'd be afraid uh, to do that. I, I, I do. Because they have effectively overturned him by not giving in. I don't know. Point. But no. just like, I don't know. It's, I, can, I can understand the, the view in terms of it wasn't a kick, but it doesn't have to be a full kick for, to be violent conduct, like I mm. said. You, do, you don't have to punch someone in the head. You can just slap someone on the head. You know, not like Cashy did, but you know, you, it doesn't have to be. It's the intent, and um, unfortunately, he's been. You know, the the, the lino seen it. I, I I agree with you in terms of if, if he didn't get caught, and then it was retrospectively looked at. I don't think he'd get a ban, um, but unfortunately, he has, and we're obviously gonna miss him. But but I'm glad that Finley got the five games because that's just the salt. Yeah. <laughs> really, that really yeah, is. There's, is no, uh, there's no way coming back from that. Right, I asked for your three word reviews. Uh, on how you saw the the fact that the 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 red card for Lyle Taylor wasn't overturned, we got a few a handful of them, a lot of which, as per always, I'm gonna have to clean up a little bit. <laughs> Cheers for that, guys. Uh, Forzo Marco Motta says though, based on the reaction coming from fans, one man team comes to mind. Uh, people being worried, of course. Connor Thompson said it was an absolute something shambles. Uh, Cliff Sales says really not surprised. Nathan says the EFL are corrupt. Uh, David Nichols said frustrated but expected. Bob Liskam is let down badly. Uh, Pete Finch says absolutely not surprised. Uh, Spenny says absolutely disgusting decision. Uh, John Goff says will Force be with you? I like that one. Uh, Smudge uh, says the FA suck. Uh, <laughs> not reading that out, Dr. Lazarus. Uh, <laughs> London Iggy says complete and utter 
nonsense. Andrew Roth says it's the correct decision. Uh, Vital Charlton says the EFL are erratic something liars. Uh, Debbie uh, says happens to everyone. <laughs> Um, Stuart McRae says is it the April the 1st uh, Sebo says the panel are dinosaurs uh, uh, PJN says Kale Surprise farce uh, uh, Tim Jackson says hack it hat trick next week instead hopefully that'll be the case uh, Mascat says Lyle's been asking for a red last few weeks he's finally managed to get it now I have said I mean Lyle has got just flashes of a little bit of temper I've seen it a few times when when we have a, when he has a frustrating game he'll, he'll, he'll dive into a challenge or something and we do know he likes to wind up opposition players which is you know, something something that can help sometimes, but yeah, I, I see what you mean by I think there's a possibility it could have happened. Uh, so we're not overly shocked. Right, Vital Charlton said it's good to see we are linked with a couple of strikers today. Mo Isa uh, is the one I'd rather take. He's a proven League Two player with a bag of goals in no reason why he couldn't get a decent amount uh, for Charlton if we get him. Yeah, like so that is sort of the one I've lent towards as well, mm. just purely because looking at his goal record. But yeah, who knows. Uh, we shall wait and see. Now, during uh, last week's uh, win over Accrington Stanley, of course, it might be glorious return of uh, Josh Cullen from an uh, injury. He'd been out for just under three months with a, a dislocated shoulder. Uh, came back, played the full nightly against Akin. Of course, he was delighted with the way that the Addicts ran out with three points. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think watching the game, you probably all, all see that we were the team that deserved to win. So, yeah, we're obviously delighted to um, have got the win eventually. Uh, yeah, so we take it and, uh, and now we move on. Bit of an ill-tempered affair. Um, brawls all over the shop. Um, I mean, first of all, the red, the red card incidents. Did you have a view on what happened there? Because, I mean, Lyle doesn't seem to think he should have been sent off. No. Um, yeah, that's what he's saying. But well, I haven't seen... I didn't see it. I haven't seen any video back. So, um, fingers crossed for us. Obviously, he's a big player for us. So, if he hasn't done anything wrong, then fingers crossed um, the, the people that need to have a look at it can have a look at it and they might be able to to rescind it or whatever, but no, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what's going on with that. And then the penalty, it looked, it looked pretty clear cut from where we were, but um, it took a while for the referee to give the decision. Then Carlin had that long wait um, mm. while the Accrington players were sort of arguing with the linesman yeah. as well, so he, he did well to hold his nerve there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably the, yeah, the coolest man in the house at the time. Um, yeah, I think that's what what um, what he had to do, really, just take himself out, out of the situation and he's done fantastic to, to hold his nerve and, and score the penalty. Um, again, it all happened so quick. I haven't seen the penalty back. I don't know whether it was a penalty or not, but all I know is probably on, on the, oh, definitely on the on the run of play, especially second half. Um, we definitely deserved a win, and, and we're happy to to have picked up another three points. Of course, for yourself, it's been a, a long wait to, to get back into action. It must feel great to be back out there. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a uh, fantastic to be back out there. It's a uh, feeling yesterday, obviously on a Friday, that I've missed nine little buzz of having a game the next day. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was brilliant to be out there, get get 90 minutes under my belt as well, um, from a fitness and uh, yeah, now just onwards and upwards from from here. Because yeah, it's unusual to see someone who's been out for that amount of time just come straight back into star as well. So mm. you've been sort of making sure your your levels were, were up to where they should be while you've been out. Yeah, well, the, the good thing is obviously with a dislocated shoulder um, from sort of two or three days after I had the surgery, I've been on the bike basically every day. Um, and then I've been able to be outside running for, for the last month or so, so it's not really been too much, much of an issue, whereas if it's your ankle or your knee, you have to be more careful um, because it obviously sets you back running. But um, no, so I felt OK out there today, so um, like I said, hopefully 90 minutes in the bank and, um, 
yeah, I can I can put that one behind me and, and move on to another big game next weekend. What was it like being out for that time? Have you have you had a, a, a big one out for that, that amount of time before? Not ever since I've I've been in a, in senior football. Um, when I was in the, in the under twenty threes at West Ham, I, I broke my leg, um, which was sort of a three and a half month. That was tough, um, but yeah, it's, it's always tough. I mean, the, the hardest the hardest bit about it is being away from the lads. You sort of doing your own thing. You see them go out and train, and, and you just want to be out there. So it's, it's quite tough mentally. But I just knew that I had to do everything properly, make sure I was getting as fit as I can, and getting my shoulder as strong as it possibly can be, um, and. Yeah, this is where I'm at, and, and I'm, I'm happy to have got through 90 minutes today. Um, like I said, we have to go again next week now. So yeah, back, back to today's game. When, when you're a team that is challenging at the top, the top end of the table, like Charlton, are you going to get games where teams are going to come back and make it really difficult for you? But more often than not, this season, Charlton have found a way through. They've had to be patient sometimes. Mm -hmm. But does this show that sort of battling quality and keep going to the end that this Charlton side have got a real chance of giving themselves? You know, an option to be up there at the end of the season. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, we've shown on, on quite a few occasions that um, we'll keep going right to the death, and we've done it again today. Um, and I think it'll be days like this when you, you nick a 1-0, when you have to battle and, and fight and, 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 and nick a 1-0 win, that you'll probably look back on at the end of the season, wherever we end up, and think that was a day where it was, it was a crucial three points. Um, so, yeah, all we can do is, is keep... Looking at our games, um, a few of the, the, the teams, are, a couple of you know, Portsmouth and Luton have still got to come here. So we've just got to keep doing our business and, and hopefully um, they slip up and, and, and we can be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. It starts with Peterborough next week, another big game. Yeah, of course. And from now on, every, every game is a big game. You can look at whether you're playing Peterborough, Luton or... Uh, no disrespect, but a, a team that's in, in the mid-table like Accrington or, or, or lower, um, whoever we're playing now. We've got, a, we've got to treat it as a cup final because we can't afford to, to slip up. Um, we've still got ground to make up and, and we've got to make sure that we take care and, and win as many of, of these games into the end of the season as we can. Josh Cullen there, uh, looking forward uh, to Peter and of course looking back at last weekend's win over Accrington Stanley. It's such a quality player to be having back in your squad. I mean, you know... We missed him in so much as he was another uh, option in that midfield and there was a couple of games over Christmas where we really could have done with him. Um, obviously, we didn't miss him too much because we're still up the, the right end of the table anyway. But uh, to have a player of his quality come back and, and straight back into the side like he did last Thursday, it, was, uh, you know, it, it adds to the options and it's, it's quite exciting to have a player like him back in. Yeah, and he just he looked like he hadn't been away. Um, and as I said last Thursday, him coming back, he's just that he's a class above League One level. Um, and that's why we are where we are in the table because we've got quite a lot of players like that now, I think. And people like Albie have come in for the past few weeks, for example, and done very well. Lapsy's had his fair share of games and done well. Um, but, you know, those two deserved a break. Um, Johnny Williams is not going to be able to play 90 minutes every week at the moment, you would think, until he gets up to full speed. So, yes, we've got a lot of players, but with all of the injuries as well, um, players need a rest. And to be able to rotate in someone like Josh Cullen instead of having to bring in somebody with much less experience, like bringing in a jig steel to play at the base of the diamond or something. Yes, he can do that, but you don't want to have to rely on that week in, week out. And the good thing about the midfield now, unlike the strikers, is that we, we can rotate. And we've got, I think, what do we count? Eight or nine legitimate players that could start in that, that midfield. 
Um, and it, it's exciting. And he came back last week and was brilliant. Gumbo tweeting in, uh, talking about the striker situation. Of course, we were talking about Carl and Grant and Lyle Taylor uh, earlier on in the show, saying, guys, have you forgotten about Billy Clark? Is he fit to play on Saturday? I, I think he's fit, but I just don't think he's in Bayer's options. I don't think I've used the clip of him from Press Day, but he's talking about it today. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's on effectively on the way out. I mean, there's a club that's interested in taking him. I'm not sure who it is, but it sounds like uh, Bay is hopeful that that's going to go through and he just doesn't see him in his plans here at the club. And when, of course, he's a uh, contract up at the end of the season, unfortunately, I've, I'm going to say that we've probably seen the last of Billy Clark. It's such a shame because he, he started off so well last season that he had that horrendous injury, uh, which held him back, unfortunately, here in his time at Charlton. And therefore, it seems unlikely that we'll get to see him again. Right, let's start looking ahead. Saturday, we are making the not-too-long trip up to London Road, Peterborough, to take on uh, the posh. Uh, big game they're uh, not too far behind us in the table in the top six of course uh, to find out a little bit more about them I spoke to Jared, uh, Jared Farmer from the Yellow Block podcast a, Port- uh, a Peterborough podcast and he agreed that after a good start the posture season has just started to tail off a little bit yeah I think that's fair to say it started off really well but when you look at this, the uh, summer we had with I think we had over 18 signings so it's a completely new squad new manager um, I don't think we're doing too bad to be sat in sixth um, in January, nearly, nearly February. So well, I'm I'm quite happy with where we are at the minute. Um, but like I say, our form has tailed off. We've only two wins in the last five League One games. It's it's not great. But like I say, with the amount of signings we've had, it's going to take a lot longer than half a season to, to make that squad what it could be. Mm. And you mentioned the signings. Was there a lot of expectation at the start of the season from the supporters? Yeah, I think there was. Um, especially with, obviously, Steve Evans come in. He's, he does get promotion at this level. Bit of a controversial character. I know a lot of the fans didn't want him and a lot of them still don't. I mean, we ran a poll on our um, on our Twitter feed and it's, it's quite inclusive that there's 65% of them they want him out at the minute, um, but I think a bit of realism is needed. We're people United. We're not no big hitters. We get six thousand each home game. What what do we? What should we expect in you know really when we're sitting in six, not doing too bad at all? Hmm. I mean, what were do you think the the fans' expectations at the start of the season with like, like I say with those signings? Were, were people expecting top two, top six? Did, you know, what was the general I feeling before the season? The last. Yeah, naturally, the last few seasons, we've been spoiled a bit of the, of the years, especially with the Darren McAnany. I think the fans do expect top two. Um, certainly fighting for top two anyway. Um, but I think, with such a, like I said, a big, the squad was overhauled completely. Um, it would it'd be hard work getting top two straight off. I think he, he needs at least two seasons. Um, he's, I'm not his biggest fan, but at least two seasons to get it, to get us where we need to be. Yeah, and then why do you think the form's tailed off over the last couple of weeks? Um, a heavy defeat at Luton on, on Saturday. Of course, the, the early red card to Tafazoli uh, didn't help. No, that didn't help. But he, he seems to have uh, tinkered with the system a little bit. Um, obviously, we've just got Lee Tomlin back in the building, which is incredible for, for us to get him back. Um, for me, he's top-end championship player all day long. Um, but we played last night against against Portsmouth. Um, I know it's only the Mickey Mouse Cup, but he played him on, he played Lee Tomlin on the wing and he's not the fastest and he's certainly not the fittest at the minute. And there's a few decisions what he's what he's doing what is a bit bizarre at the minute. Um but really trying to get minutes into legs and any position he can, I'm not sure. But they say away form all season's been 
been really good. Um, obviously, we got battered by Luton, but it's a home form. What's the problem? Obviously, we play you boys at the ABAX on Saturday. That's a bit of a worry. As soon as you know, it's not confident. As soon as we play at home, this we play differently. There's a different atmosphere. There's more pressure. Um, it just doesn't seem to be happening at, at London Road for a minute. Yeah, and especially with a, a big crowd coming to Bank Town, it could make it uh, quite interesting. I, I want to hear more about Steve Evans as well. I mean, he's um, he, he's well known uh, amongst uh, football league fans. I think it's fair to say his his reputation comes before him. He sort of made a pantomime villain of himself at, at the Valley in the. The, the reverse fixture earlier on in the season. Um, is he one of those characters whereby as soon as he becomes the manager of your team, all of a sudden you quite like what he gets up to? Um, not really. Um, I say some fans like it. He want, when he's in your corner, he really is in your corner, if you like. He'll, um, he'll defend posh, you know, to the hell, he really will. But it's hard to like a man with what's gone on with him and how he what he's done at other clubs. Um, I mean, I, I never wanted Grant McCann to get the sack. And when he come in, I think he's the best we could have got. Um, again, people, some fans are mentioning other names, which is absolutely outrageous. I think for our level and his record, he's the best we could have we could have got. I know he's on the touchline. I think he just got done by the FA again, actually, today. Um, it can be quite quite embarrassing for for some fans um, again not so much what really bothers me personally um, you're going to get swearing and whatnot of football but him and he's I think Paul Rayner he's assistant they're, they're renowned for it aren't they? I think all fans across the football league know what they're like yeah certainly <laughs> um, now on Saturday Charlton are going to be without Lyle Taylor who of course is one of our main, our main strike, strikers when I was talking thank God, yeah. thank God. <laughs> when I was talking about that on Twitter during the week um, I had some replies from Peterborough fans. I was saying I was hope I was saying I was hoping that he was going to get his ban overturned because I wanted to see him uh, terrorising the defence at, at London Road. And then I had responses from Peterborough fans saying that Peterborough don't have a defence anyway. Is that true? It's very true. Very true. Yeah, you'll be. Um, I think you'll be alright even without Lyle Taylor. With our, our attack, obviously, we've got Marcus Madison, we've got Ivan Tony, Guy Tomlin, good, good players. Um, but what's that without a solid midfield and a defence? Mm. So that's, we have really... The midfield seems to get bypassed. Um, we did make some strong midfield times, what we thought was strong in the summer, but again, they've not really come to fruition. And especially, like Ryan Tafazoli last season, absolutely fantastic. And this season, he, he's he's just not the same player. And obviously, we're out in Saturday anyway. Mm. I was going to say, you've also got, um, I mean, you've got two strikers who have already got uh, 10 goals each in the league in Tony and Godden, who I believe is actually a Charlton fan. Um, so you have got some firepower up front that could trouble Charlton. I have, but he's, we got, we seemed to get on better early on in the season when we had two up front. I think it was Cummins and Godden at the time. Um, obviously now Cummins is pretty much out the door. Tony's come in, doing a great job, but he's not playing with two up front. He's just playing with Tony. And then one in behind. So I think you need to revert back to that. And Godden and Tony up front will cause issues. Um, especially if we've got Lee Tomlin and Marcus Madison somewhere in behind. Um, but I, I think again, especially against Charlton, I think it would be one up front again and it will be, we're playing a little bit more negative that way. Um, but if it means, I mean, I'll take a point Saturday. I don't know what you boys are hoping for, but 
Mm, yeah, I think I think a point will be fine for us in a quest for the playoffs. I mean, if we're serious about getting in that top two, we need to win more more games than we drop points in. I mean, how big a game do you see it? I mean, do, do Peterborough fans still harbour hopes of an outside chance of getting into that top two? Or is it all about getting in the playoffs now? No, I think we've wrote that off. It is all about in the playoffs. I mean, we're hanging on in the playoffs with a skin of our teeth, so it, we just need to be there. I mean, all season we've been there and we've had quite a good you know, points cushion. And now we're hanging on to six. So we need to be collecting points every week to be to be staying there. And I don't know, I, just as soon as, I know when we play at home, I just, I'm not, never confident, even against the smaller teams at Alain Charlton. So. Yeah, so do you, it'd be interesting to hear from the outside looking in how you guys view Charlton, really, because um, I think as fans, we've been quite pleased with how our season's gone so far. Yeah, I think naturally, you, at the start of the season, you look at clubs like Charlton and you presume they're going to be up there. I know it's not as easy as that and clean cut as that, but I think you've got a decent squad. You've got Johnny Williams as well, and you? The, um, players like that, really good players, especially at League One level. Um, big clubs, so like I say, a point for me would, would go from Saturday. I think you'll, you'll certainly make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I, know you, I, think, I think you're after the top two, but I'd say playoffs comfortably. Blimey, he was uh, Jared. Uh, I have to admit, having you know Peterborough a, a good side, but Jared, you know, having spoken to him during the week, he really, he really seems a bit down on on how they're performing over the last few weeks. Um, you know, only, only two wins out of the last eight in the league, although they did both come in the last four games. Um, last game at home uh, was a two-one win against Rochdale, but before that, they lost two 0 at home to Scunthorpe. You know, home, home record's not. A- not the best considering they're in the top six. Um, you know, if you go back to the ten games into the season, the start of October, uh, they were they were second in the league table, and now they're sixth. They were they were five points ahead of us at that point, and now they're uh, of course below us in the league table. So it, it it just sounds a little bit like the the wheels are threatening to fall off. You know, they're six points below us, having been five points ahead of us in that in that at the first of October. That's what a uh, lean lean Novak double salvo salvo does to, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? I suppose. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, I was I, I was surprised at his reaction because I know they're sixth, but they've got some good players. They've got Dan Bailey's a good player. They've got some good players there. But yeah, they've um, they've sort of their forms dropped somewhat. But I'd still find they're them still sixth. Yeah, I still see him as a dangerous team. You know, you've got still got Godden on the bench and Tony. They're not bad forwards for yeah, well, this Tony level. and Godden both have exactly. already got ten goals in the league as well, which uh, which we mentioned during the interview. Uh, there now. Just before we go into hearing from Lee Bowyer, of course, is the the meeting of uh, Bowyer and Evans for the first time since he called him a big goozer, shouting on the touchline. Um, I mean, Bowyer said in press day today that it's all sort of, you know, it's, it's it's all water under the bridge now. But we are all hoping secretly that he punches him in the face or something. Mm, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Especially after last week, just firing him up. I yeah. think get him on. Uh, yeah, set him on Steve Evans and and see what happens. Excellent stuff. <laughs> Right, let's hear what Lee Bowyer has to say. For, as I say, he said he's not going to attack Steve Evans or anything like that. He said it's not about getting one over on Steve Evans. It is. Although secretly, we all know it is. <laughs> right, Lee Bowyer uh, was asked, uh, first of all, of course, um, will he need to adjust his formation for the weekend with Lyle Taylor out suspended? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't, we've got Rico. Um, he'll be training today. Um, and we've got another young lad. It was on the bench on Saturday, so we've we've got strikers. Um, so no, we at the moment nothing's really going to change for us. Obviously, losing Lyle's a big loss. Um, can't deny that. 
but no, we've got we've got other personnel that can come in. Chart the fourth. Peterborough six. The two teams fought out a ding dong tussle in August before they took the points in a one 0 win. Revenge would be uh, sweet on Saturday. Yeah, that's done and dusted. Um, that game's been and gone a long time ago, and it, yeah, it'd be nice to win. But we want to win every game. This is no different. Doesn't matter who the opposition is. We'll be going there, and we'll respect them, and, and we'll do what we're good at, and, and we'll compete, and and we'll have to pass the ball and, and, and move the ball. Nothing changes from us. Um, professionalism is a, is a big part. I know we've got a good crowd going down there. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it again. I was going to say, you sold out your allocation of tickets for that game. And as you say, Dick, you're going to be backed by a huge following at London Road. Yeah, our fans have been great. They've been up and down the country, home and away, and and they're getting louder and louder every game. And, uh, and like I keep saying, they've, they've been great this season and um, and they're getting a response from the lads. So, uh, we've, for me, we're, we're building that, that, that family togetherness again. And uh, it's great for me to see from the sidelines. So, um, I'm just hopeful that we can repay them Saturday with the three points. Young prospect Albie Morgan is the latest player to join your casualty list. Are there any others ahead of Saturday's <clears> game? No, uh, just Albie. Obviously, it's going to be about six weeks. So everything seems to be six weeks, uh, six weeks minimum with us. So uh, no, it's only Albie. Um, just further on that. Um, any news on Arebo? Arebo. Joe Arebo has started running. Um, so he, depending on how he gets on he's doing changing direction there so maybe he might start integrating next week maybe if we're lucky depending on how he gets on so he's probably maybe two weeks away and Igor still Igor joined in with minimal contact on Tuesday um, he's got a bit of a tight calf it was a tough session Tuesday from, so he's not going to join in today. But again, tomorrow then we we'll integrate him and, and, and keep working him hard. We've got to do like a quick um, mini pre-season, if you like, with Eagle. He's been out for twelve weeks, and we've got to try and get him as fit as possible, as quick as possible. That's why he's got a tight calf today, um, obviously because of the whole situation. Uh, so looking forward to obviously this weekend. Uh can't forget the first game, um, but there seems a big difference between then and now of what's happened in, in this club. Sorry? There's been a big difference between what's happened then and now, uh, what, what's happened. As in, you lost 1-0 uh, against them with a late penalty last weekend, late penalty for yourself. Do you feel as if the club has moved on? Yeah, yeah, since well, from August, um, our squad's improved. Um, we've built this will to win and when you lose it hurts and we've built this togetherness that's hard to build um, and, and I say to the lads every time we have a meeting I tell them how unique what they have and now we have our crowd back behind us I think the club and 
everything to do with the place is in a very good place at the moment. So, and that, that I think that helps the reason why we are where we are. We don't just get to where we are and not spending a penny without something. And, and we have this togetherness and, and belief that, that we can do it. Um, and obviously, uh, Peter reported a couple of players uh, since you played in last this window, the Tom in and David Lafty from Sheffield United. Mm. Um, are you expecting anything different from this time round? No, I've, I've watched what, three games in the last 48 hours on them. I watched them when we played them, and I've watched them against Rochdale, and I watched them against Luton. So I know what I know what they they're good at I know what they're not too good at so I know their strengths and weaknesses and their manager would have been watching what our strengths and weaknesses are so I believe that their front four are very good I think Tomlin in, in the 10 is very good and effective and Tony is, is, is a good threat up front two wide men are very very good they brought in Dempsey I think he's a good footballer gets around the park obviously they lost their centre half so he'd be a loss to him. so yeah and obviously Lafferty the left back is new good player championship player so yeah they're, they're a good side and, and they're in the top six that's why so um, but yeah I believe in my squad I believe that we can go there and win as long as we compete because we're going to have to compete it's going to be physical Um but as long as we concentrate on what we do and what we're good at, then then I'm sure we'll be okay. Lee Bowyer there looking ahead to Saturday's trip up to London Road to take on Peterborough United. Big game. Um, it, I was saying that stat about how at the 1st of October they were however many points ahead of us, five or six. If you look, if you go back to the end of October, they were 11 points ahead of us. So in that time, we've made up 16 points to overtake them, which is just remarkable. 17, in fact, because we're six ahead of them now. So it's a remarkable turnaround. It does show, A, what good a run we've been on, B, how they have struggled since that early stage of the season. Yeah, I I was a little bit concerned about this game, and I still am because they are a good side. But when we listened to that interview from their journalist there, I was pretty confident. It sounded like they were bottom of the league or something. Um, But whilst they are still sixth, you're right, that, that stat there shows the run that they must have been on and the run we've been on. And look, we know our home form's good. Um, and we know we've been on some good runs since October. Um, so, I mean, we have to go there confident. We are the team above them. Um, I'm not sure who'll be favourite in terms of the odds. You would still probably think maybe them as a home team, but um, uh, and with obviously Lyle, Lyle missing. But, I mean, we've both got threats going forward, and you would think we're probably better defensively, as they said in their interview there. So... I'm more confident now than I was when I come into the studio. Um, so, yeah. And that's what this show's all about, build, building up false confidence. Uh, Andrew Andrew Roth says, listen to Bo, it's just like listening to Curbs, and that's not a bad thing uh, in, in any stretch of the imagination, of course. Uh, um, you know, um, right, decision-wise then up top, which way do we go? Hints that Rico Hackett-Fairchild could be involved, might be involved, probably will be involved, do you think, Nath? Uh, he probably will be. I'd like just to... Um have Carlin up there I'd love to give just Johnny a free roll just let him go drifting so like a 4-4 four, four, yeah I'd, I'd, one, I'd play Reeve, Reeve yeah I'd play Reeves at like sort of at the top of the diamond and I'll just say to Johnny just go in between the lines that's go what, what you I'd want. say yeah, yeah do what you want yeah, it's up to let, you, mate. no defensive duties just go go and make us play 
Yeah. And, uh, do, do you think he'll go with that though, or do you no. think he will go with Rico? <laughs> I think he probably will go with Rico. Yeah, yeah he will. Well, I mean, let's talk about Rico then. So we haven't seen too much of him. After he came on, obviously, didn't he? Like, did he come on last week? Yeah, against uh, Accrington. Or am I making that? I don't up? think so. Did he? No, he, he, he came on. He came he on. He has recently. been on recently though. He yeah. came on recently in a different game. Um, are we confident in what we get from him yet? It's still, it's still a bit unproven, isn't he? Really? Yeah, and I think, I think Nave said it last week that. He reminds us of of Carlin a couple of years ago. Um, he's got that glimpse that shows that there's potential there. He's just not quite the finished art, mm. article yet. We could argue that Carlin isn't the finished article yet, but he's not. I'm not sure. I just don't quite trust him in front of goal. But at the same time, if he's playing up there with Carlin, who's banging form, he's a player that Peterborough aren't going to know much mm. about. Why not? Uh, mm. I think you know it's not. It's we, not a bad option to have. We saw him at the Bromley game in the in the Kent Senior Cup. That's what I was thinking of there, Nathan. Mm, yeah. I mean, it didn't stand out as such, does he? I mean, he's yeah. like I say, he's still, but much like Carlin was two years ago. You know, no one really held much hope for him. So, hopefully, Rico will be able to try and prove something, take this opportunity if he does get it with, with both hands. Yeah, I think when you think back to Carlin when he first came on the scene, he he just sort of sat on the last shoulder. He didn't really have a lot of game intelligence. Where as he, he, as a player now, you can see that he's developed. Whereas Rico, like you said, against Bromley, he, every time I see him, he looks like he's got good glimpses, good touches. But you, could, I've never seen him with a proper chance and like manage to fashion a chance for himself. Um, but yeah, that's nothing against him. You know, he's still young and he's still building and he's still quite slight. But he's um, he's he might get a go and we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, he's very raw and there is something in there. Right, we've only got about thirty seconds left, so I need your your predictions, Tom. Uh, 2-1 Charlton. 2-1 Charlton, I'll take that. I'm going to go for a 3-2 Charlton. Charlton, yeah, who's going to Rico Hackett, Fairchild Hattrick? No, Nubby Saw Hattrick. Re- oh, not Rico Hattrick, Fairchild. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Good, good one, yeah. Well, I hope he does that now because I'm going to write that as my headline. <laughs> no one else steal that. Right, excellent. <laughs> this is uh, Charlton Live, uh, the big match preview. We've come to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back here on Sunday evening to look back at whatever happens at London Road against Peterborough. Uh, thanks to Tom and Nate for coming in. Cheers, Cheers boys. Good to have you both here. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. We shall see you back here on Sunday evening. See you later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.